Hey, common scientists, we are coming to you today with the topic of boredom. Now, don't get too excited, right? I'm not really sure where this conversation goes, is going to go, but we shall see. I'm going to kick it to Aiden right to start because this was actually his idea. And honestly, I don't know how exciting this conversation is going to be. Aiden? Yeah, that's that's super fair, Lauren. Um, yeah, so this is Aiden speaking, and I chose boredom uh, because it is something that I had just been thinking about uh, since listening to a podcast, which was an interview uh, of Cal Newport, who's a, a computer scientist who's pretty focused on like uh, deep work and flow and like productivity, but. I was listening to a podcast by him and it got me thinking about boredom and yeah, what makes something boring? Why do we feel boredom? What is boredom? Uh, Like, yeah, so I just started thinking about that and I I thought I'd take to the common science team to ask a question, uh, like what's boredom? Where does it come from? And uh, yeah, that's kind of where uh, that inspiration came from. but Dre, what do you think? What's what's boredom to you? Funny enough, as I was researching boredom, um, they kept saying, psychologists kept saying that like in the field, there isn't any exact definition and that's what's kind of, or an accepted universal definition. That's kind of um, led to some of the difficulties in finding any conclusive results and therefore um, you know, doing anything with boredom, which is a relatively new field for psychology. But I think just the way I think of boredom and kind of, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm gonna give a perfect definition, but at the end of the day, it's like either being stuck in a situation that like you don't want to be stuck in, like doing something that you don't, you have to do it, but you don't want to, or not being able to do what you want to do, or just doing something and you're not really paying attention to it. It's not really grabbing your interest. Like that's kind of the state of boredom. Yeah. Um, when was the last time you felt bored? Um, that's kind of tough because for a long time, I've de- like at least 10 years, I've definitely been like a very judgmental again, like of people who like who are complaining about being bored in like this day and age and, and where I live, America. So I've, whether I've have felt boredom a lot or I do feel bored a lot, or if I just don't like really think about it a lot or don't really like, um, see it as like a negative thing or if I just quickly transition out of any board board state that I'm in because there's a plethora of things to do um I don't know for sure but this got me more thinking because I used to always be on that train of like there's not there's no boring things there's just boring people like I just kind of always been like boredom is a character flaw like I've said that for a long time whenever people talk about being bored um this got me thinking a little bit more about boredom and a more lenient light (laughs) boredom is a character flaw Wow. Can you expand on that? I mean, where that thought came from, kind of, or what people who align with that thought think? Yeah, as a, I'm not sure if I've ever heard that said before. Um, I were like read any philosophers who have said that or anything like that. But in my late teens, I just kept repeatedly just like bumping into people saying like they were bored and saying they didn't know what to do and complaining about things. And of all ages and eventually I just it just kind of like started to really irk me I was just like like the world like the world is our oysters right now like whether it be technology or reading a book 
or going out on plane or whatever like america in the 2000s is a really is like the best like one of the best places to ever exist as a human in human history so i'm like to express levels of boredom when we have so many engaging things where there's little literal billion dollar companies dedicated to making people have fun it's just like whole industries right i'm just like to be bored is really just like a weakness in thought is like a lack of effort in trying to um i guess like make the world what you want it to be i guess mm-hmm. and i think that's yeah not good for humanity <laughs> i have yeah. uh, i have so i have like kind of mixed feelings about like the the character flaw <laughs> statement um i think like i think that we can feel a state of boredom and i do think that navigating your way out of that state of boredom can be like if you're not able to in today's day and age i think that's a problem like i think somebody's got to like be like oh well you can go outside like somebody needs either like a teacher or somebody or a parent um can like help that child figure out like oh there's so much to do um or they can figure it out on their own obviously like through like more self-exploration and be like oh what what do i need to do to feel less bored well maybe i can go for a walk and once you like discover that as like an avenue or maybe i can try painting or drawing something so i think it's like my delineation i guess would maybe be less about boredom itself being like a character flaw and more like the navigation out of the state of boredom because i do think that boredom in in my own in my own experience has like pushed me to try new things um so like i'll I'll feel bored and then i'll go out and try something new um and like that's honestly served me well like yeah no question boredom is a character flaw as a quote or as like a kind of one-liner that i've used is it's a little bit misleading because i think it is saying what you're saying it just is i'm not saying the, right. the <laughs> lack of ability to navigate out of a situation <laughs> i'm not gonna say all yeah, that yeah, so yeah. it's just like a stripped down version that doesn't lend itself like sure. it lends itself to criticism like you're saying so uh i definitely i that quote that that i've used before um boredom is scared to fall means what you're saying i'm just not yeah. saying it as for you know in so many words but yes i agree because <laughs> anybody can feel boredom right it's like a innate human emotion it seems so like anybody can be bored, but it's like, what are you going to do when you are bored? Are you going to sit there and say, there's nothing to do in the world right now? Yeah. That's where the character flaw part comes right, in. Right, right. Yeah. Um, I've come across two like suggestions to schedule boredom into your day. If you're like, especially in a creative type industry, it's like, okay, have that free time to just let your mind wander. How, how about you, Lauren? How have you either experienced boredom or gotten out of boredom or... I don't like the word boredom to start to start off. I don't like the idea of boredom. I think it's a flawed idea that's really masking things like depression or physiological issues that someone might have or psychological issues that someone might have. Um, and so I think a lot of my strife with the word comes from that space because I also know that Boredom, the onset of boredom or reasons that people may experience boredom can be physiological, like rest, uh, lacking rest, lacking proper nutrition can cause boredom. Um, Both things that I found in my research that give rise to 
and highlight how much of a privileged conversation we may be engaged in right now. Um, because I would say the times that I've most experienced boredom have been when I've been most depressed and even suicidal because I'm not seeing joy in the world. And I think not seeing joy is another way of just saying like not being stimulated. And so I just, I don't like the idea of boredom as even a word or a context because I don't think it, it, it contextualizes all of the pieces of why someone might be experiencing a state of lacking. Hmm. Yeah, I, I suppose there is like, I mean, there's in my mind a delineation again with more words, um, but as Dre put it, uh, like there is a, a distinction at least between like, I mean, I do think that there's boredom that just occurs because you're like waiting in an airport or doing something like that is monotonous, doesn't have a lot of uh, stimulation, but doesn't actually, that doesn't actually mean that you're like suffering of some like mental illness or um, like, and you're just like doing something that's monotonous because humans don't like monotony um, versus like something that, yeah, like you're not able to find uh, joy in the world. What are your, your thoughts on, on board on Lauren's take there, Dre. Yeah, that was interesting. I, I definitely um, lend some credence to it. Um, for oh, what did you say? Um, for example, like I, there's been situations where I've felt very uninterested in a situation, and then I've had like caffeine, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, like this actually isn't that bad. Like this isn't as unpleasant and boring as I thought it was because I was just simply in a different, like I was too tired or I was this or I was that. Um, I think um, there is definitely a lot of experts slash psychologists that would disagree with you on this, um, which comes first, chicken or the egg with boredom. Is it boredom that leads to depression and anxiety or is it anxiety and depression that lead to boredom? Um, but I think, I mean, that's and like all, everything that I've read, they're saying like it's kind of like a new study. We don't really know how it works. So it's like your hypothesis, your theory could be um, on point where it's like maybe boredom isn't as um, practical or useful um, a term. And maybe it's something else that we need to look at. Maybe it's just two umbrellas. Like, what are we going to attack with that when it's just a symptom mm -hmm. or something? Um, so yeah, perhaps. I, I probably subscribe a lot to what you just said I don't know that it's not serving a purpose at all as a word mm -hmm. but I do think that it's too much of an umbrella term that potentially we because it's not studied like you said and kind of unknown we don't know the difference between like what is this monotony caused boredom where you're doing the same thing or waiting at an airport like you said Aiden or this perpetual state of being unable to find joy and unable to find um, opportunity for fun. And, and that also is influenced economically, right? If you live in an area with less opportunity to go outside or less parks or, I mean, whatever it is, um, you might be more prone to experiencing those states. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. You'd, you'd be more prone to experiencing those, those states. And uh, what stood out there too is like having the privilege like there is almost a privilege to be bored um, yeah because 
something I did come across was that it's like kind of only more recently become, I don't know if you'd call it an issue or not, but um, with like the industrial revolution when all of a sudden we have more recreation time to just like be and and not need to like survive or whatever else. Well, then you have things like eventually Netflix pop up and other things that like take our attention away um if i remember right victor frankel who um we think we've talked about in the past but was an auschwitz survivor and theorizes about logotherapy or therapy Mm. of meaning he talked about boredom being a major cause for depression and he uses a different word from than depression in his specific theory but he talks about like you're saying it in this extra time that we have to think and to be because we can earn a living um, in 40 hours a week, while some of us can, uh, then we do have extra time because historically we may have been every wakeful moment searching for food or water or shelter. Yeah, I think it's, again, talking about back, back, back to like the idea of getting out of the state of boredom like I think like idleness and like not having anything that's like forced upon us and told upon us to to do um can lead to boredom um but like again I would say that like so this podcast for example like where does this podcast come from it came from like a state of oh like let's let's add something else to our lives to like uh just enrich it uh like through conversation and even beyond that i mean there's so much more to a a podcast right it's like getting the technology and setting up the website and uh like i mean obviously doing our research ahead of time and it's kind of uh in a way like some creative projects i feel like are an example of things that that might get you out of the state of boredom um and like feel more fulfilled uh yeah i'm not sure if that like resonates with you too at all but um one thing i did come across was like the idea of flow have you how familiar are you with dre with like the idea of like flow when you're working or creating uh i'm no expert on it but i'm more familiar than most yeah, what would you, if for our listeners, what would your, what's your concept of flow? My concept of flow. So the flow state is a kind of, I don't know if I'm using the exact wording, but like a kind of hyper focus where like nothing matters but the task. And it's not even the end result or anything. It's like the task, the process of the task has become, you become so engrossed in it that like time is just like passing that you know, incalculable, whatever, doesn't matter, like not, you're not perceiving it, your surroundings are kind of blurred out, it's just this task, like for example, if you're writing, it's just you, the pencil and the paper, and the process, and it's a very positive state, and um, it, I think it kind of is usually, in order to hit it, the, you have to have like limited distractions, and then it has to be like something that is just challenging enough to kind of push you into that, but then it can't be too difficult where it's like it's impossible where you're just too frustrated but if it's too easy then you can enter a state of boredom so it has to be like a certain level of like stress or like intensity um an optimal level of that to hit this flow state 
Yeah, that was one of the. Sorry, I, I bring that up too, and like I, in my loquacious manner, brought up like the podcast um, because flow was one of like a lack of flow was one of the um, items I came across as like causing people to feel boredom. Um, when have when have you felt flow, Lauren? Whenever I felt flow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Ah, the best flow that I experience is either playing <laughs> classical piano. Why are you laughing at me? I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing to myself. It just happened to come out loud. <laughs> <laughs> playing classical piano or um, shadowing in obstetrics and gynecology or teaching. Those are my three states that time can just pass. Yeah. And I am so engrossed in what's happening, so unbelievably present and enticed by what's going on around me that I have no state of... I mean, I hardly... When I shadowed uh, over the course of 24 hours and there were some deliveries happening, I mean, after 24 hours, I hardly... I mean, I hardly had eaten and I was just... I was so excited about what I had just been able to be a part of and even I felt that in yeah teaching and piano and music where you're just in this state of straight euphoria yeah it is pretty euphoric I think so would you agree that those three things are things that you find pretty meaningful things that you're pretty good at but also have a lot of room for like challenging improvement absolutely yeah i think those, that's pretty important when it comes to that like if you think if you don't think something's very meaningful i don't know i don't know i haven't read the book flow yeah um but i would guess that like you probably won't enter a flow state mm-hmm. doing something that doesn't have a lot of meaning to you mm-hmm. the times that i've mostly hit flow state in my life are writing and basketball and those are like the two things i identify myself with as a historically a basketball player and then as a writer so yeah, that's also a fascinating point to bring up for sure. Like the, um, yeah, like having, I think, so another item that was brought up when it came to flow was uh, that like the task needs to be in, in alignment with your your like goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if, like oftentimes boredom uh, will will then arise if you're just doing something that is completely unrelated to, like if somebody else is telling you to do something that yeah. is not related to like what your vision for yourself is, yeah, um, that's when like boredom can arise. Uh, and I wish there was a better word because I don't subscribe to the idea of boredom, but obviously I'm human and I've had experiences where I'm feeling a lack of interest or a lack of passion. And in those contexts, I think primarily outside of outside of periods of my life where I may have been depressed um it more so was because of a paradox of choice where I knew there were 10 things I could probably do that would probably bring me joy but I was either tired or hungry or usually some other thing that made choosing really challenging so I just want to like say I am not perfect and I definitely experience especially in this COVID world days and nights where I'm like oh my god what am I gonna do with my time yeah yeah I think the the COVID the COVID situation has been a pandemic of COVID but also uh boredom too uh and you can kind of see that with 
the uptick in in uh, like vices that people have, like whether it be drinking and smoking and um, but also a lot of I mean, there's been a lot of like startups and other creative endeavors that have arisen. One of which. Um, one of which is the Common Science Podcast. What else are you going to do if you're... Uh, like, We're just yeah. going to ask really hard questions about the world and philosophize yeah. for a bunch of time. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's definitely a place where I, I experience flow too, is, is the challenge of, of listening and having conversation. I'd say that's a, a skill that I'm always improving at. Um, do you guys think boredom contributes to isolation? Hmm. I think if you don't get out of it, it does. Like it makes you more isolated? Um, well, I would say, so for me, I would say that boredom would then, and I'm no psychologist, but here's my theory, is that like based on Viktor Frankl, like that boredom would lead to feelings of like anxiety and depression and those kind of like that kind of ap- apathetic. Apathy. Like apathy could then lead to your isolation. Yeah. But yeah, I think it would be more like that. Like there's a couple of steps um, before that. Um, and of course, like isolation can lead to boredom, obviously. But um, what did you have any more on that? Well, I, I, I mean, I was thinking about specifically extrapolating to the elderly population because okay. I think boredom can be a contributor to death, even. Yeah. Uh, for elderly folk and I was just yeah I was curious what you guys might think about that I would also say that boredom has like driven me to reach out to people and be like oh do you want to grab like a drink and have a conversation or oh do you want to go on a bike ride or like some of those kinds of social experiences have come from a state of being like oh what am I going to do with my afternoon um entertain yeah. others that's kind of a cool thought it's like what am i gonna do I'm gonna. yeah that's kind of um that kind of something similar crossed my mind as well and again like not saying i'm an expert or a psychologist on this topic but just gl- i'm essentially gleaning uh and kind of corroborating a lot of what i read about boredom in science and whatever psychology and then just kind of hypothesizing now just trying to make that clear so <laughs> What I would hypothesize, perhaps, is that people who are bored because they might be depressed or experiencing some level of depression would be more likely to isolate and for it to and to like fall into that. But people who are bored and not depressed are more likely to um, mitigate that or remove that unpleasant feeling by searching out something that would cure their boredom like mostly social interaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, so the evolutionary, I think they're running evolutionary theory around boredom right now is that it, people who tended to be bored were evolutionarily selected for because they were more likely to go out and pursue things. Mm-hmm. Whether it was going out to pursue resources, going out to pursue a mate, going out to pr- create the wheel, whatever it might be, they were going out to pursue something, to yeah. create something in order to stave off that boredom. And people that were just content with nothing, they did nothing. Yeah. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've come across it as kind of like this idea of boredom being an, an instinct because it's like this very human um, experience that uh, we all 
have, I think, experienced at some point. Um, and so here, here's another just like, so Nietzsche suggested that men of rare sensibi- sensibility value boredom as an impetus for to achievement. Mm. An impetus <laughs> to achievement. So it, yeah. it, it kind of like, yeah, uh, echoes what you're saying is just that this like thought or like premise that people yeah people should view boredom um not maybe not so negative negatively and more as this opportunity for um like yeah and maybe that's why creation or whatever yeah maybe that's why we i think probably experience boredom maybe less than others because when I do have like a whole day or a chunk of time, I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I gonna? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go lay in a hammock and read, or I'm gonna, and automatically I'm excited about the opportunity to do, and maybe that comes out of an opportunity for boredom. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but philosophizing. Yeah. I'm kind of developing my own theory of like creatives. Boredom is a gift for creatives. But if you don't have, if you're not like someone who has a creative direction, then it's not so much of a gift for you because you just see it as like, I'm stuck in the state. The only thing that can possibly cure me is probably something more hedonistic. But for any of us, I would suspect, we'd be like, I don't know what to do. Like, let me read a book. Let me watch a right. movie that I think is really deep or a doc or whatever. But a lot of people, when they're bored, they don't really find that valuable. They're not like, if they're not an intellectual or a pseudo-intellectual like myself, they're not going to find much meaning in a the suit- depth of this a pseudo intellectual yeah what is that you're a fake intellectual fake. yeah <laughs> because like a pretender why, why would you say because that why? Pasta. um i don't know i'm just i just i don't know i just you're just feel, a man I with just some thoughts i just feel that way um but i label i would say you're an intellectual by my uh, background and my esteemed <laughs> i don't know higher self to bestows upon you that that label i appreciate that your highness um, <laughs> i think yeah so i think creatives and intellectuals kind of i don't know I've also this is another benefit from boredom but i also think intellectuals or like people who kind of are like more like um brooding i feel like just based on my own experience mostly that we're more prone to boredom or like to find um, kind of like casual, like things that other people don't think are boring, boring. Like things that they think are interesting, more boring and find creativity and fulfillment, like more and so in our own heads or like in weird random things. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. Because like for me, I'm, if I'm at a cocktail party or whatever and people are just kind of, kind of having casual conversations talking about this and that and work and this, like I'm bored out of my fucking mind. I mean, this is so <laughs> boring. I do not care at all. And then I don't like, well, but I'm not going to just like, I'm so bored. I, then I just start, I either try to change the topic to something that interesting, interests me, or I just like start like thinking about things in my head or finding like weird nitpicky things. Oh. Like, oh, like what's, I wonder what's going on with that. Like his fingernails or this or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> but I think a lot of people just find that stuff really interesting. And then meanwhile, we can watch like the movie Her, and I think it's like this is so deep, and this is so this is so important, and I like this has so much to say. And then meanwhile, someone's just like, "What's even going on here? Like, why would someone? <laughs> why, is they, why are they in love with their phone? Like, that's boring to them." And I'm just like, "All right, like I don't." Yeah, but. I feel that so much. Oh my gosh! And it's part of the reason I struggle. I think at a younger age to make friends. I was like, I don't give a crap who said what or who's dating yeah. who or like what shoes so and so is wearing. Like yeah. that stuff 
was so far from my radar. Yeah. So yeah, I it's an interesting. Thought. Yeah, I think um, so. Again, um, philosophizing. Uh, there's the big five personality uh, test, which has like so five like spectrums, right? Where and one of one of which is people who are uh, tend to be more open-minded, uh, open to experience. Um, when I say that, like, so they're more uh, interested in seeking out new uh, stimuli and novel. Uh, experiences versus people who tend to be more um, more it's seemingly more satisfied with uh, their what they've already deemed like to be just like good enough mm -hmm. um, which I think to me I, I don't know uh, what the literature might say but I think me like people who are open-minded would probably uh, get or I say open-minded and that's also has like this positive connotation. I'm not trying to like say anything against people on the other end of the spectrum, but people who need more novelty in their life, mm -hmm. um, maybe those kinds of people are more prone to boredom. Um, yeah. And then that's more creative, but I agree. And in that same sense, I, instead of feeling bored, will more often feel stuck. Hmm. Like I, will be thinking or feeling, I wish I could go do this thing, or I'm, there are people in the world that I could be helping. There is a job waiting for me, but I'm not qualified. There is like all of these things that require letters behind your name or enough money or enough status, whatever it is, that I'm more prone to feeling like there's so much to do and so much in the world that I could engage with. Mm -hmm. um, and and I can't and so I'm more prone to feeling like man I'm so stuck right now versus like man I'm so bored yeah one of the so I mean whether or not you agree I guess with the word boredom but one of the proposed sources of boredom was like a lack of autonomy um, so like a lack of independence and a lack of like control over your own uh, situation and so adolescence is a peak period of boredom, uh, and it's hypothesized largely because children and teenagers are not given a lot of control over what they do, at least in like our Western and wealthy society that we live in. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, but another, so here's another factor that uh, I guess kind of, uh, <laughs> It reminds me a little bit of like, so Lauren, one thing on her walks, uh, we'll go on these walks and she'll see ducks or like other animals. And I'm going to bring this up, but, and she's going to give me like a weird look and be like, what the heck are you doing? But she'll sometimes like tell stories, like what are the, what are the animals might be saying to each other? Um, and so one of the other sources of boredom is a lack of inner amusement skills. So like the ability to <laughs> find uh, the like the ability to stay internally uh, amused uh, as opposed to others who might more rely on external stimuli. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> Lauren's shaking. Her no, head that's right a now. great. I mean, my <laughs> inner amusement. Let me just let you know is really high. There is music, color, shapes, emotion, theories, science, math, all at once, all the time in like a big grandiose symphony. 
and then also animals talk. It's it's a lot sometimes, but I'm not, but you're not usually you're bored. Not usually bored, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. The amazing world of Lauren. Um, one thing that we haven't really um, said this word, I don't think, but boredom also has a lot to do with attention or the inability mm. to, uh, you know, attend to things. And so this brings up a huge um, kind of comorbidity with ADHD and I've definitely like I know people who have ADHD my wife has ADHD and she says she's bored a lot and that was like really kind of like had a lot of friction between us in the beginning because I was always just like I cannot comprehend I cannot relate to I cannot like I just can't relate to boredom so I'm like I don't know what you're talking about and she's you know still she she still says it quite a bit not as much because she knows kind of how my mentality as well or is about it some whether that's her just refraining from saying it or her trying to see it in a different light but um there are there are a lot of kind of like not really conclusive but early studies with adhd and boredom and um how those things intertwine and how those things can lead to anxiety and depression so it's like a lot of times they've been finding these call not calls up with these um i guess comorbid links with um adhd and anxiety and depression and a lot of them now a lot of psychologists are thinking like okay ADHD like you can't really pay attention to things you can't really and then things don't really hold your attention and if things don't hold your attention then you're not placing meaning or importance on them if you're not putting meaning and importance on them then you're not really being fulfilled yeah. so then you're in the state of boredom and ennui and then that can lead to depression and anxiety yeah um yeah I could I could see that a question I have Dre is so how much did you have a smartphone growing up I did not have a smartphone until like sophomore year of college. Sophomore year of college. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how much. So another uh, piece that was brought up as like a possible source of boredom is a lack of emotional awareness. So not not knowing what we are searching for um, means that we lack the capacity to choose appropriate goals uh, for engagement with the world. And like, I think... And again, just like from as a common scientist, this is all, all my thoughts, um, but uh, you should do your research and, and come to your own conclusions. But I do think that in the current world with all the distractions of social media, Netflix, our, I mean, and a lot of which is on our phones, right? Um, I think that kind of distraction and that like pacifier almost, I, I imagine like the idea of adults kind of like walking around with pacifiers um, is pretty similar to us walking around with our phones. Um, and, and so like this, this device that we have at all times to um, stave off like boredom mm -hmm. makes us not really em embrace it and understand what that might mean and what, that might like in initiate in us or like uh yeah i'm just that's like another i guess idea that i'm i'm curious i don't know if if you in your guys's personal experiences like i mean yeah how have you guys how do you guys think like digital technology netflix and that kind of stuff interfaces with boredom i would agree with that and in some respects that we have been trained to use our phones to stave off boredom or to stave off lack of meaning. Um, because if you have notifications to attend to or 
trends to stay up to date with or I mean and the list goes on and on Netflix shows to keep up to date with so that you can even have a conversation with anyone in your age range or group there is so much there to give false meaning and I would call it false meaning in a lot of ways that people struggle to put it down because they don't know what meaning looks like outside of those spaces which I think is really sad I started to notice it some in college um, where I had gone from being really unattached to my phone to being more attached to my phone. And I somehow became conscientiously aware, I think because the chancellor at the time talked a lot about creative collisions and opportunity in the space that you're in just by walking down the street and smiling at someone or striking up a conversation in the elevator. And I challenged myself starting my sophomore year to walk everywhere that I was going to walk without pulling my phone out and looking at it and that wildly changed my perspective of the world and I also like found a job because of it I mean I struck up a conversation in a line at a restaurant and it happened to be with like a potential future boss and I think that those sorts of interactions we are missing out on another conversation I struck up in the elevator with a gentleman who happened to be overseeing like all of outpatient care at Mayo Clinic on all three campuses. And he offered to like allow me to shadow and sent me a follow-up email and said that it was so cool to see someone who was present in the world. And yeah, I think that that can be missing, missing out. And I think too, it, it made some of my light that I see and some of my color that I see damper or darker because I wasn't engaging with it. Instead, I was looking for um, kind of this false sense of meaning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I can relate to that experience. I was just uh, bringing up uh, before the cast even, uh, this week I deleted the YouTube app from my phone. We'll see how long that lasts. Um, but like I myself uh, <laughs> am, am guilty of it. I was less so, uh, less so with regard to social media, but um, YouTube was my vice for a while and it might be in the future. We'll see, see how long again that, that it lasts. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, you can just get sucked down the rabbit hole. Um, and then like soon lose, lose sight of what you were actually meaning to do on your phone or whatever else. Um, yeah. Yeah. One thing that's, we haven't, talked about yet but I think we all kind of have an innate understand or like an intuitive understanding of it is that there's like border there's boredom like personalities like people who are prone to boredom mm -hmm. but then there's also just like boredom states like you can be someone who's not prone to boredom but you're just in a really bored state or you're in a casual bored state or it's like kind of bored whatever like there's a whole whatever spectrum right. depth to it but then there's also people who are actually prone to being bored just like people are prone to depression or prone to right. fits of rage or whatever. Um, and they do measure those with the BPS, I believe it's called, the boredom... Is that what BPS? Boredom personality scale or something boredom like that? Um, no, boredom proneness scale, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. And there's also the multi-dimensional boredom scale as well. So the um, boredom proneness scale is to measure trait personality. And then boredom personality, and then um, the other one is to measure the actual state that someone might just be in. And I think that's like something to really look out for. It's like, are you just 
bored or are you someone who's prone to being bored? Because people who are prone to being bored are also, that's also closely associated with things like ADHD, depression, um, anxiety, vices like drinking, doing harder drugs, um, getting gambling addictions. There's been a lot of studies with watching people who gamble and the propensity for them to be bored. So whether, so Lauren's original point, whether boredom is too big of a term, not specific enough, not, um, shoot, what's the word? Oh my gosh, psychology teachers will kill me for this. Oh, whatever, whether we can, we're not being able to measure it well enough, mm-hmm. that could be possible, but it does seem like there is something about boredom that is lending us to um, commit these kind of, um, like just do things that aren't very good for us. And there are like, like you're saying, there are all these like great quotes about like boredom being like the space for creativity and this impetus. Mm-hmm. But then there's also like the classic quote of like, idleness is the devil's playground. And it's yeah. like, that's also true. Like that's where all these vices and all these like mental pangs come in as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, uh, so I, I, Dre, I thought you were going to take it. Um, like when you're first, uh, I, I want to just like echo first your, your point too about the like contrast. It's like, it is this question about do we embrace boredom or, or not? Um, and I think maybe just knowing that boredom can be an impetus for creative action or for social activity or whatever else in finding a state of flow, like a more healthful situation. I think that in and of itself, uh, at least has been super enlightening to myself. Um, I thought you were going to take it to, uh, so we've talked about boredom and it can be this state, but what about boring people? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the real issue here. <laughs> These <are> absolute bores. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's funny. No. So, uh, I, I, that's where, I, for some reason, that's where I, my mind was going. Um, I'm curious <laughs> to you guys. Um, uh, yeah, what, what, what would you guys say makes, like, an, <laughs> what is an interesting person versus a boring person? And, and like, what are your what are what are y'all's takes on that? That's not a fair question. It's I think a... I think it's more like routine oriented people versus not is often how we'll think of like oh they're boring versus oh they're interesting or oh they're fascinating. I I don't think it's fair. Like I know a lot of people who are routine oriented and you might consider them boring but finding the nuances in their personality and their personhood in general is not, I don't think, fair to label. I think that, so I would say, though, that you're, I think there is somewhat of a bias there because there are routine-oriented people who are, I would say, are incredibly fascinating and not boring, but there is, like, I view it as something, I guess, different than you, you do. Dre, what are your like takes on boring versus interesting people um i don't know that's hard to say for my um i'm hopefully when you talk you can enlighten me and give me something to work yeah. off of yeah but it's so subjective because like i know people who think that our podcast is boring i know people who that love our podcast right i know i'm sure there's people i don't know if anybody's ever called me boring to my face they might have maybe but i'm sure there's a lot of people that just think i'm a boring person like i'm kind of like you know well like he's just too laid back or he's just too like aloof like whatever he's kind of boring like whatever blah blah blah. so i don't know do i think i'm a boring person maybe i don't know but i the things that i'm interested in are less status quo like we talked about earlier like i'm not that interested in 
and not to say that fashion can't be high end, but just in general, I'm like, I'm not, that's just something that people like to talk about. Like, I'm not interested in fashion. I'm not interested in talking about your job. I'm not interested in talking about talking about your pets or your kids even. It's like, if we're talking about, like, if I'm meeting up with a friend who's a dear friend of mine and I haven't seen his kids for a while, I'm like, okay, we can talk about it for a little bit. But at the end of the day, I'm not trying, I'm not here to talk about, like, rumors and gossip and people. Like, let's talk about ideas and, like, the future of, like, policy and stuff like that. Let's talk about, like, changing the world or something. I mean, I'm not, like, that's, yeah. that sounds way too high on my, like, I'm also just down to talk about anime and, like, how... <laughs> how like Oda's been drawing Nami's tits way too big. Mm. I'm down to talk about that too. So I'm not saying that like I'm like some global changer or something like that. But I'm just saying like oh, I'm just not as interested in talking about as things that I feel like most people are they want to talk about. Or, or maybe yeah. maybe it's not even most people. Maybe that's just like the Overton window. It's just mm. the things that we know we can all talk about. Because if I start talking about anime tits, it's like you know that's people are gonna be like what? Or if you start talking about whatever your weird yeah. niche is whatever everybody has their niche so maybe it's just like the the sphere of what people commonly talk about that doesn't really interest me but a lot of people like to play that game a lot of people like to do that i yeah, don't and I that's, that's boring to me yeah I, I was thinking i guess and it's also my own uh subjective take but i was thinking yeah that it is just more along the lines of like the sub- subjectivity of it um and again for me like yeah i mean what i guess something that i was like more questioning is like this i view kind of a difference between what like i mean i think there are people like specific people though that while it is very very subjective like specific people will stand out as like more people will think are interesting so like joe rogan or like um, I'm just thinking about mainly like podcast hosts because that's kind of the space that I'm into. But like, yeah. I mean, Joe Rogan with millions and millions of subscribers, that's like somebody who's interesting to millions and millions of people. Yeah. Um, like what is, is it about like someone like him? For the record, I don't think Joe Rogan is interesting. Yeah. Or like, yeah, I mean like, right. It is super, super subjective, but then like what, what makes somebody, I mean, then to Lauren, who, who is somebody that you think is interesting that also has <laughs> like, doesn't think the most popular of... podcaster in the world is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> boring. Yeah. Like, like, that, that, you know, yeah. Well, right. I didn't say boring. I said uninteresting. Okay. Okay. Um, it's yeah, a fine line. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's just kind of like something that I, I guess was thinking more along the lines of is like, I mean, cause Joe, I mean, Joe Rogan, I would think is pretty routine oriented. So that's why I was like, not thinking so much in that vein because I mean, you release an episode a day or whatever and like whatever else. Um, I don't think the routine, that part doesn't matter. Yeah. I, I don't think that that necessarily matters. Cause I think about like, I mean, there might be a brain surgeon who has to be at the hospital at 5 a.m. every morning and, and do the, like similar procedures every day. And yeah, I your, don't know. Your routine could be interesting. Like it's, right. It's yeah. Um, but I think, yes, yeah, so to that point, I think Lauren is might be correct in that people who are not open to new experiences can be seen as boring. Like if you're like, oh, like you're not going to come ride the wild thing because you just want to 
write or read a book. It's like people would probably see that person as being boring. Yeah. Um, even though it's like that new book is probably really interesting or like their work, what they do at work might be, they might do something really important that's really interesting. But it's like if you're in a social setting, if you're not willing to, if you're not interested in venturing into things that people are, then you're seen as boring. Yeah. Right? Like if you're, if you don't ever drink, you're probably seen as boring. There's a good True. chance. Not always, yeah. but I think there's a chance. Specifically when we're younger, like in college and high school. Yeah. At least in certain cultures. I mean, like, it, it definitely is, a, I mean, a thing, no matter your age. Um, yeah. Anyways, super subjective. Lauren, do you have, like, do you need to, like, shake me by my shirt or anything? Or you're just, no? Okay. No, I'm just a little bored. <laughs> a little bored in the conversation. <laughs> well, that is a character flaw. Find a way to so, find a way to spice this up. Spice you yeah. know, there's no boring yeah. topics, only boring. Okay, people. like what, Lauren? Use it as an impetus. Where can where, where might you take the conversation? Where can you take? I can take it somewhere. Perhaps that might be that might be interesting. Maybe I don't know. It interested me subjectively. <laughs> but if you're a boring person, Dre, that's see, boring people are interested in boring things, like the boring company, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's something I came up with in my research that the Quakers, apparently, and I didn't just double down on a bunch, bunch of research, but I, I read it. Uh, the Quakers, they had this idea of imprisonment by isolation, so solitary confinement, where they were like, oh, you'll be able to find time with God. Like, you'll be all alone. There'll be any sort of distractions. Like, you won't be, you won't be thinking about sin. You'll just have time to pray, talk with God things out and be completely reformed but what happened to those people they obviously went insane <laughs> they, they lost their mind they were literally bored out of their minds because <laughs> they had no stimuli bored out of their minds yeah, yeah they literally a, a got line. bored out of their minds or bored to death they bored died mind, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. person that person definitely died they're in a different state for sure <laughs> but, I do. so that was interesting to me. that is and one thing that i had thought of too but i it, there wasn't a great segue People do weird shit when they're bored. I mean, like, the, the stuff that you see on A Thousand Ways to Die, which I don't know if that's still a TV show, but oh a lot of that shit, people start when they're bored. Like, yeah, anyways, I was going to say something inappropriate, but there's, I mean, there's just a lot of things that people are like, oh, like, I'm feeling bored. You want to have sex? Oh, I'm feeling bored. I'm going <laughs> to go eat a whole chocolate cake oh i'm feeling bored i'm gonna and the list goes on what are some fascinating things you guys have either done or heard about people doing when they were bored to stave off boredom Hmm. Mm, that i've done or other people have done i'm i'm kind of (laughs) i mean like (laughs) so like you, you mentioned sex <laughs> um, uh, I, I mean I've definitely also been guilty of like yeah either um, like going to the chocolate cake or like smoking or like yeah um, the list of, of what I would say our vices uh, can go on and on but um, at least personally, I think like the, this podcast has been like one, uh, example of, of something to like feel less bored. Um, and then, uh, yeah, other 
things. Um, I mean, just like getting outside and, and like social activity. I can't think of like anything in particular though, uh, that like I've, yeah. Um, come up with, but how about you, Dre? Any, any, yeah. What do you do when you get bored or like what, uh, yeah. what have you heard of other people doing? I don't know. That's, I mean, it's always tough. I mean, sometimes it can be really tough to come up with those, um, on the spot type of things, but just a couple of things that maybe aren't like really mind blowing, but just like, or, or are kind of like funny, quirky, kind of weird. And I'm sure other people would do them too. Like one thing, if you're just kind of been sitting in a situation where there's people and whatever you're doing, whatever's happening, isn't interesting you too much, then you just retreat to your mind. And instead of just being like, Oh, I'm so bored. Like, I just want to leave. Let me check my phone. Just start thinking about scenarios that could play out. I'm guilty of that. Yeah. Like that is yeah. so fun. Just being like, and sometimes they can just be funny or whatever, but sometimes <laughs> it's just like really, a lot of times it's just really dark. It's just like, what if I just did this? <laughs> or like, what if this person just got up and punched that person? What if someone just came up with a pistol and was just like, Hey guys, I'm or something, whatever. Yeah. Uh, not, you know, sometimes it just gets really weird. Like what if someone just like, what if I just took off all my clothes and just, Saturday, I wait for people to notice, <laughs> you know, it's just like these weird things because you just kind of play it out like what would people do or like what if you funny. just like stood up in the theater and just like yo just said something it's like everybody's just like oh like, it's so jarring and it's just like I don't know I've never done anything like that crazy like that because I don't that, want to go to those jail, are but... your inner amusement skills there yeah it's just like... <laughs> so that type of stuff is fun and then what was the other one I was thinking about I lost track all right Lauren go ahead I lost track of the other thing I don't know. I don't know if I have anything to add. I will write or read or a lot of the traditional things run. Um, and while I'm running, often narrate the birds and whatever else is living around me, the squirrels the, with like voices and sound oh, effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I mean, things like that to just create a world that's funny and fun. But beyond that, nothing like wild. I will sometimes think like investigatively. Another thing I really like to do is imagine lifetimes. And so if mm. I'm in a park and people are walking by, I'll profile them yeah, and yeah. be like, mm-hmm, wedding, like wedding ring, like middle-aged couple. They are in this socioeconomic status. They have this many kids at home tonight. They're going to do this, this, and this and like dream up a story for them depending on yeah, like how they act and what they're doing, those sorts of things I find fun. But beyond that, nothing, nothing yeah. crazy. Yeah, I think um, I. it's funny you brought that up. So that made me think of Sherlock Holmes. Um, like where, where did he get his ability to mm -hmm. like, yeah, solve all these mysteries? It was just by paying attention to the world and, mm -hmm. and asking questions, asking questions and, and like, yeah, inventing stories too, to an extent. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I would, I would, yeah, just echo your, your two sentiments to our listeners that like, yeah, when, when you're feeling bored, um, feel free to spice it up and, and tell a story, tell a story. Yeah. Um, or, Ask some questions about the world. Yeah. Um, On that note, guys, Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully we didn't, we didn't bore you. Um, <laughs> and at the very least, hopefully we gave you some, some thoughts about boredom and the context of boredom and asking questions about the world in that context and either maybe coming out of boredom or figuring out um, if it might mean something bigger for you in your life. And 
where to go from there. I mean, I think just to continue asking questions and telling stories, whether it's about saving the world or someone pulling a pistol out in a room or about what the ducks might be saying to each other in the river, there's always a story in science. That's it for this week. <laughs>